Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Smart Simple Wealth with Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas. Find us online at QureshiLaw.com. My name is Walter Storholt, and we're going to teach you today all about the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. But before we get to all the things that we're going to talk about on today's show, Carrie, Happy New Year to you. Did you enjoy the holidays? Yes, yes, it was wonderful. And, you know, being a Southern girl, I made sure to eat my, my cornbread and my greens <laughs> and my pork. And, and, and is that something that you guys do in, in North Carolina, Walter? Um, I mean, yeah, we eat all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, for the, for the New Year, for the tradition to bring you good luck and, and wealth, right? So you eat cornbread for good wealth, uh, for like good health and good wealth. That's the tradition. Yes, yes. So oh, that, okay. that that is a it is your New Year's Day meal, and and so oh, okay. it, it is a, it is a tradition in the South. And the cornbread, um, you know, that symbolizes the gold coins, and and the, the collard greens are, are in money. Oh really? Um, yeah, oh, so I mean, and, this and is like pork, a specific. Oh, oh This yes. is specific. Like it's not just like Thanksgiving meal. We just pig out on lots of good Southern comfort food. You've got actual like tie-ins for why you eat specifically. The greens yes. and the cornbread and all that. Oh. Yes, yeah. You'll I did not know that that Google was a thing. That. Yes, it, it's a very, very traditional. At least in Arkansas, it's something that I, I've always grown up doing. Um, and and we'd always go to my brother's house, you know. And they, I'm not a know, true our, Southerner, I guess. That's the, yeah. that's the. I grew I grew up in North Carolina, but my parents are uh, are from New Jersey, and so I didn't grow up with many Southern traditions. I, you know, I didn't even yeah. really have Southern barbecue. Until like high school, when a friend introduced me to it. So that's how sad my Southern heritage growing up was. (laughs) Right. So I I hadn't even had sweet tea until I was in high school. In fact, I didn't even know what sweet tea was because my dad would always order unsweet tea at the restaurant. I was like, why does anybody like tea? Because he'd always order oh, unsweet no, tea. Oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's sweet tea all the way. But the thing <laughs> with the pork is, so the, the I Googled it just to, to re- refresh my memory, but the pig is always moving forward. So that symbolizes progress in the upcoming year. Oh, wow. Year. This is well and thought out. And it dates out. back, yeah, and, 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 and cabbage um, is supposed to be a symbol of prosperity. But you don't want to eat things like um, crab because they move sideways. Uh-oh. So, that's, so you want progress in the new year. So there you go. <laughs> so uh so actually our traditional um it, it's christmas or new year's kind of fits into that you know kind of depending on when we're visiting with family because we typically are going up to maine we didn't this year but we're typically going to maine uh, to see my grandparents and of course in maine you eat lobster and that's a traditional meal but you know lobsters kind of travel they, they go backwards so you're telling me i've been setting myself up for failure every every year when we eat lobster is our traditional holiday meal this is this is bad. This is a revelation. I'm I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, next year in 2022, then now 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 you'll know. That's even worse than the crab. We're going backwards with the lobster eating. So I'm gonna have to switch to the forward rolling pig on the spit. <laughs> yeah, do do lobster on New Year or uh, New Year's Eve or Christmas. You know, dinner. so we can we can end the year going backwards and then we'll start the year. Okay, so as long as we eat it before New Year's, then we're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think All so. Right. All right, well, that's good. That's a most of the time it's been more of a Christmas meal, so we'll we'll take it for that um, versus uh, versus the New Year's meal. Well, I'm gonna have to try that. That's a cool. That's a cool tradition. I'll have to wait till 2021, and uh, maybe for New Year's next year, we'll make a traditional Southern good luck dinner and yeah. uh, get the year off to a good start. Well, we've got lots of great things to talk about on today's show. We're gonna answer a question a little bit later on from Katrina 
who's wondering about uh, you know her husband and his view on retirement planning and the fact that he just kind of wants to keep on working for a long time and uh, kind of how to deal with that mindset and work together. So that'll be a good conversation, I think. And we're also going to talk about the things that nobody says. So we often talk about on this show uh, through the last couple of years about you know common questions, common FAQs, all that kind of stuff. Well, we're going to go the other side. We're going to go to the uncommon, the things that nobody says, and we'll explore why. Nobody says these things when they come in and meet with Carrie. All that and more straight ahead on today's show, but we'll start our 2021 episode off with some food for thought. This comes to us from William Feather, quote of the month. One of the funny things about the stock market is that every time one person buys, another person sells, and both think they're astute. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's pretty sharp, isn't it? That That is a good one, and that's actually one I've never heard before. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and that really goes back to... The fact that, you know, none of us are are fortune tellers. We don't have a crystal ball. We we can't make predictions about the future. And so obviously, you know, when we're really putting our our, our life savings into our retirement plans and into the market, um, you know, we, we can't predict the ups and downs in which stock is going to go up and down. And so, you know, really the best way to handle that is to have a diversified portfolio um, and, and to leave it alone because we know over long periods of time, the market goes up, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, I, it does definitely kind of paints everything in a little bit different light than maybe we are used to, because uh, that just has a different, definitely a very different take on, on it when you think of the fact that I think I'm winning in this deal. I'm making a d- good decision, but so does the person who's selling or vice versa. They think they're also making a good choice. And it's kind of hard for both to be right eventually, right? So Right. Good food yeah. for thought next time you think about buying and selling and investing and timing and all those things. Uh, that we discuss here on the show. Well, with that said, uh, let's move into the things that nobody says. You've probably never heard, Carrie, anybody make these statements when they sit in front of you in your office, and there are probably some great reasons why, and that's where the lessons will be in today's show. So I'll be the person sitting across from you that uh, technically never exists, never happens. You know, Carrie, I really regret putting money into my Roth IRA every year. Just just hated being so disciplined and saving all the time. <laughs> right. And all that tax free income that you had once once you put it all away, right? Because that's that's yep. the beautiful thing about the Roth is you pay the tax one time and then the growth is tax free and the distributions are tax free. Um and so yeah, that's that's something we we definitely haven't heard. Yeah, and no one's ever uh, never gotten upset for saving extra money, that's for sure. All right, uh, another scenario. I'm across your desk, and I say, you know, in retrospect, Carrie, I should have spent more and saved less over the years because now I don't know what to do with all this money that I've got sitting around before I pass away. <laughs> do, do you have people that regret being misers over the years? You know, it's, it's, it's rare. I do have people that regret the way that they spent their money um and it comes to i shouldn't have spent it on certain things and material things i wish i would have you know done more trips with the family or more experiences and use my money in a better way um but it's rare that we sit there and say you know or or hear them say that they 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 save too much right yeah i think that makes sense um I, i can't envision Somebody being that upset about saving those extra dollars, and uh, especially if, like the first one, it was in a tax-free account like that, Roth IRA. All right, a different change of gears, another scenario. Somebody's across from you, and they say, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Loved one passed away, significant other. You know, the life insurance payout I got when my husband or wife died was a little insulting because it's like they thought I couldn't handle the finances without some help. 
Right. No, no. I mean, we've heard that. I mean, life insurance, I mean, it's so critical um, when, when you lose a loved one, especially if, um, you know, maybe they're, they're younger, still in their family, you know, earning years. You know, you need that extra help to, you know, pay off the mortgage or to put the kids through school. Um, and, and so I, I've never heard that the life insurance check was um, insulting. Yeah, I just don't see that being a realistic situation, that's for sure. And uh, it underscores the importance of making sure that you have those affairs in order. That's just one of the things, by the way, that Carrie talks about in her book, Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. It's all about protecting loved ones, protecting your wealth, minimizing taxes, and creating a lasting legacy. If you want to get a copy of that free book, you can do that by calling 870-275-4304. That's 870 870- Two seven five forty three zero four, or going to QureshiLaw.com. And we'll put a link in the description of today's show where you can get that book as well. Again, it's a free book, Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. And for 30 folks, we'll also give you a special bonus, a tax-free retirement DVD. So lots of great resources for you there that'll expand on some of the things we talk about on this show. Another example, Carrie, of somebody sitting across from you, the things nobody says. You know, it makes me feel really patriotic, Carrie, to pay more taxes than I have to. You know, I just don't enjoy finding ways to pay less. I want to be the king of taxes. (laughs) Never, never, never. Um, you know, our, our, our clients are the ones that, you know, we, they come and say, you know, I, I'm okay with paying my fair share of taxes but I never want to pay more than what I legally have to. And it's surprising because a lot of people, they don't realize that they're, that they're overpaying, that they're just not taking advantage of certain deductions and certain strategies. And that's one of the things that I love to do for people is to go in and do what we call ours, our proactive tax planning, where we analyze the tax return and look to say, you know, you guys aren't using this deduction or this strategy. Um, you know, and our, our average tax savings is about $11,000 a year for our, our clients. And, and, you know, what could you do with an extra $11,000 a year? I feel like some people are almost just afraid to go down that tax saving route. Like they, 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 they're so afraid that they are going to run afoul of the IRS or cause problems that they then don't take advantage of some of the opportunities that are in front of them. Do, do you see that as a problem ever? Absolutely. And, you know, we also see that, I mean, even with some accountants and, and CPAs, they're so afraid of, of the IRS and, and, and the audit um, that they don't take things that they're legally entitled to. And so that's one thing. I mean, everything is through the tax code and tax law. Um, so we could always go in and prove hey, this, this is legit. It, it's just you have to be aware of it. And some strategies, it's not something that you do on December 31st. Um, you may set it up in January or February of the year because it takes a little planning, a little forethought to, to get everything put together. But yeah, you, you don't have to be afraid of the audit risk if you know exactly you know what you're doing and why. Very important. Absolutely. Making sure that you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's, but at the same time, don't be afraid to take advantage of opportunities that are in front of you. Don't, don't be patriotic and pay extra taxes. Be patriotic and uh, the American experience, uh, you know, spirit really is to try and pay less in taxes, less yeah. than the government. Legally, uh, legally. <laughs> legally, legally. Uh, absolutely. Um, all right. Last example here, Carrie. I love big market corrections. 2008, 2018, probably my favorite years. I just really love that roller coaster feeling. Right. Or 2020, right? Right. We had right. quite a swing last year. 
Yeah, you know, most of my clients, especially being retirees, um, that, that is not a good feeling. And so we always want to make sure that their investments are positioned um, with the least amount of volatility, the least amount of risk necessary to achieve their goals. And so that's something it, it, it's very individualized. You know, some one person may be able to tolerate more ups and downs than the next person. Um, so you've really got to look at that and, and really, you know, Feel, feel comfortable about that. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that, you know, it, it's okay to be comfortable with the ups and downs, but nobody's rooting, actively rooting for the ups and downs with their life savings in most cases. So right. that, that, that'd be a, that would be a true rarity to have somebody, right. you know, enjoying that ride up and down the market. Yeah. Well, I do, I do have a few clients, though, that are, are younger. And, and when the markets really drop, they call and say, buy more, buy more. The market's on sale. And, and that's that's true. I mean, they're definitely, can, you know, can invest more um, and they have, they have the right point. But for our clients that are in retirement or near retirement, you know, the volatility does make them nervous. And so that's something that we definitely have to account for um, is the risk in their plans. What was the uh, Warren Buffett quote when there's blood in the streets by or something like that, something along those those lines? Okay. <laughs> I haven't when, heard that one. Maybe I don't remember that one. When there's uh, when there are problems in the world. Uh, yeah, I and, think when everybody else is afraid. It's like when everybody else is afraid. Yes. Okay, maybe his wasn't so bad. Maybe it wasn't so graphic as the blood in the streets. I think he said, yeah. be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Yes. That was it. Yes, that yeah. is it. There we go. Somebody else maybe said the, the blood part. So <laughs> we won't attribute that one to, uh, to, to Warren. But that, that's where I was okay. getting at was the uh, greedy one. So yeah, and that's very true. So wise of your younger investors to have a little bit of that mentality. But yeah, not, not the right mentality typically for the uh, average retiree or pre-retiree. So again, if you want to learn more about some of the things that we've talked about on today's show and even ask some of your own questions to carry, uh, talk about your situation, you can get in touch and have a complimentary review of your financial plan and uh, of your strategy and how you're currently planning for retirement and your financial situation. And of course, that missing piece that a lot of advisors don't cover the legacy planning, um, you know, estate and legacy and legal and life planning, that's what Carrie wraps all into one package to help you really get a full grasp of your overall financial plan, both now and into the future. You can get in touch by calling 870-275-4304 or go online to CoratiLaw.com. And while you're on CoratiLaw.com, you can pick up your free copy of the book, Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. We'll put a link to the uh, website, CoratiLaw.com, in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's show. My first question for you here in the new year, Carrie, uh, with your kids, um, what did you name them? And more importantly, why did you name your kids what you named them? Mm. So... My my oldest son, he's eight. Um, his name is Cade, which his legal name is Caden, and now we always call him Cade, and we always go back and say, why don't we just name him Cade to begin with? I don't know. <laughs> why why did we throw the extra letters in there? Yeah, I don't know. There's one extra letter, um, and I don't know really where that came from, other than we just like the name. Um, it's cool. It had, it's kind of a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, and we wanted something short. Um, Karachi is a mouthful um, to spell, and especially for younger kids. And so we're like, oh, we'll keep it simple, you know, for him. But my my youngest one, the baby, um, her name but- is Catherine. Catherine, okay. By the way, the yeah. original English origin meaning of Cade means round or barrel. 
So round or barrel. No, per- I, perhaps you got a football player on your on your on your I squad. Don't, there. don't. I have a little. I have a twig. Is oh. what I have. <laughs> a bony little twig. Well, maybe yeah. he'll fill out at some point. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that's interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't know the meaning. But then the the baby's name is Catherine, and her middle name is Orreen, which is Ooh, is, is a, a family cool name. name. Is Orreen, and 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 her name does have special meaning because uh, that was my grandmother's name. Orreen. Can you spell that? O-R-I-N-E. Orene. I've never heard of that name. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a southern name or not. I don't know anyone other than my grandmother that had that name. Um, and then the reason why it's so special to us and our family is, um, you know, my grandmother didn't have a middle name. She was just Orene. And when my baby brother was going to be born, he was supposed to be a girl. And so my mother had the name Katie Orene picked out for him. And, and this was back in the day before they really had good, good ultrasounds. And so when he was born, surprise, he was a boy. <laughs> wow. And so we never got, she, my, my mother got, never got to use that name, Aww. Katie Orreen. Um, and it was one of those things where I kind of had in the back of my mind, if I ever had a, you know, a daughter, you know, maybe I would use that name. And then after having our son, we had so much trouble having another baby. And we really didn't think that, you know, that would ever happen. And so then when we found out we were pregnant with Catherine, um, you know, and it was a girl. Um, I really wanted to come back in and use that name. And I wasn't crazy about the Katie part. Um, and so we went with Catherine, but we wanted to name her Catherine Orreen after my grandmother. Wow. That's a beautiful name. I love Orreen. Very cool. Yeah. She may not appreciate it. Um, but at that point I was like, well, I don't really care. You can name your children, whatever you want to name them. But this, you know, this, this had a lot of meaning for us. As a Walter, I love my name, and I was always proud of it growing up, so I hope that she's just as proud of the Orene part of her name. People always used to ask me in school. They would always say, Ryan, Ryan, and then no one would raise their hand, and I, I, they would go, Walter, Ryan, and then I would raise my hand, and they would go like, oh, you don't go by Ryan? I'm like, no, Walter's my name. So <laughs> I didn't know that Ryan was a, a name for Walter. Uh, no, that's my middle name. So oh, they, okay. They, yeah. Oh, they just assumed you would go with your middle name. <laughs> they just—they were assuming I'd go with my middle name. Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, Ryan is short for Walter. No. Yeah, I was like, that's a new one to me. <laughs> that's new. Yeah, that's a weird North Carolina thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's really pretty. I really like that name, though. Thank Orene. very cool. Well, we learned something cool about you today, and and more specifically about your kids on the show. So. Good. I like all of those names, so good picks on all those. No criticisms from this side. Not that yeah. I would criticize your choice of names. but Yeah, especially baby names, because that's always you know funny when you're expecting, and everybody's like, what are you, you going to name your, your child? And nobody ever wants to say, because everybody always has an input on names, yeah. right? And yeah. so um, I don't know if you and your wife have names picked out for your future children, but most of the time my recommendation is just don't tell anybody mm-hmm. until they're, they're there, and then say this is his or her name, you know, and, and <laughs> that way they can't try to persuade you that, that it's, it's good or bad. Yeah, we've talked about it over the years and have already had our parents asking what are you going to name them when you eventually See? have them so they, yeah. they already have been wondering what names we like and don't like and all that kind of stuff so i think i'm on board with you on yeah let's just wait till the last the last minute and yeah. then announce it once once yeah. the baby's born that, so. that's definitely my recommendation <laughs> yeah that, that seems like a good recommendation we'll probably take that advice for sure well there you go getting to know carrie Kureishi a little bit better on today's show now it's time to answer one of your questions It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. 
All right, our question this week comes to us from Katrina in North Little Rock. Katrina says, my husband isn't inclined to do any retirement planning because he says he'll just keep working. Is this mindset okay? I guess I'm worried about what happens if he can't keep working, even if he wants to. Right. And, and, and that's the big uh, factor there is, is for people that say that they're going to keep working um, and not really take a retirement. It, it's, that's not the issue. The fact is, what if you physically cannot work anymore? And, and that's why it's so critical to have a backup plan and, and to have some retirement savings. And so, um, you know, my suggestion would be, you know, to, to have a, a really honest conversation with your husband um, because if, if he's disabled and he can't keep working, if he has no retirement savings, who's going to shoulder the burden? right? That, that could fall on, on, on the wife um, to use up more of her retirement savings or to work longer um, than she intended. And so really as a married couple, it, it's so important to have a plan for both of them and, and to have a plan that works um, in the best of times and in the worst of times. And so I think that, that that's really important for Katrina. Yeah, sometimes it works out. Um, you know, my, my dad was in this camp. He was the I'm just going to work until I die camp. And luckily, over the last couple of years, he finally started to change that mentality. And I'd like to attribute it from, you know, being able to talk to people like you, Carrie, who show us that, you know, retirement is within your grasp, even if you necessarily don't think it is, and, and what financial planning and retirement planning really looks like, and uh, was able to open up those conversations with him and, and got him around to, okay, I guess maybe we can think about retiring, and actually started looking at the numbers and thinking about it as he got you know into his 60s and started saying, yeah, I probably don't want to be crawling crawl spaces and doing this kind of stuff um, the rest of my life, and um, you know maybe there's some other things that I can do to contribute to society and that sort of thing. And then other times, people want to work out that, that I'll work forever plan, and I yeah. did have a neighbor back in the day where it worked. The man cleaned roofs for a living, um, you know, with pr- pressure wash roofs. That was his job. He owned his little pressure washing company into his 90s. Wow. He was still climbing up on roofs and cleaning them a couple a day and kept rocking and rolling. I mean, the guy was a machine. He was incredible. But uh, that's going to be a very small number of people that have that ability that late into life. Right. And it's one thing to do something, um, a job because you want to, it's a totally different perspective to do something because you have to. Right. Yeah. It's a very, very good point. And I don't know if he had to, or just enjoyed doing it, but he was doing it. <laughs> so yeah. that, was, that was impressive whether, uh, whether he wanted to or not, it was still pretty cool that he could do it. Uh, but then that's, the, that's the next layer of the equation, right? First there's could, and then there's, there's the want to. And uh, both of those are important things to think about when you're kind of evaluating that future financial plan. So hopefully that gives you some food for thought, Katrina. And uh, if you have any questions about your particular situation and you want to run it by Carrie, maybe have a conversation about what it looks like to go through the full planning process where you integrate that financial, legal, and life planning, don't ever hesitate to reach out. There are no dumb questions. Uh, Please reach out if you have something on your mind. 870-275-4304 is the number to call to get in touch with Carrie. That's 870-275-4304. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. It's a free book that Carrie offers that includes a wealth of information about how you can protect your loved ones and your wealth, minimize taxes, and create a lasting legacy. It is all at com, And we'll put a link in the description of today's show where you can find it. Carrie, great first show of 2021. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you again in February. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Walter. All right. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Smart Simple Wealth. 
Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.